right? Because it's here as human beings. This is how we relate to people. Out of this. Out of this experience. Out of this being. And if I cannot accept that I'm a human being, and you can't accept you're a human being, then you cannot accept your need for Jesus Christ as a saviour. Think about that. Because the only reason we need Jesus is because we're humans. Right? Now, okay, let's go to the next slide. We can get there. And the next one. And the next one. Right. 2001. Man that was living with us and had lived with us for three years was arrested for raping two of my friends in our church. A sentence of 20 years. I gave evidence against him. He wasn't happy. In fact, when he found out, and he was out on bail, when he found out I was subpoenaed to give evidence against him, he threatened to kill me, so we're on the run for three weeks, my wife and my kids and foster children, just to stay alive. Then, in... 2006, my brother's, one of my brother's twin daughters was found deceased with her expectant child after two days not being able to be contacted. And one I haven't got on there because I haven't got permission to put up a picture on it, but my sister's partner was killed tragically in 2010 in a workplace accident in Kalgoorlie. And then, of course, <clears throat> most of you know about my grandson that was killed. So life hasn't been easy. It's been tough. But you know what? The loving people in my life, because they understand God's love, have been my kids, my wife, and probably maybe two or three really close friends. And I've got lots of friends in lots of churches, believe you me, but not a lot of them understand there's a lot of judgment and condemnation that comes across, and that's not healthy. So one of the things that I've developed is an understanding of what it means to be human. Right? Next slide. All right? The first thing we need to understand is this. Let me have a check the time. Okay. Is that we have all been made in the image of God. Amen. Every single person. All those people out there, Andrew prayed about all the churches that might be full today. You know what? doesn't matter about churches being full because every person on the planet has been made in the image of God. Right? We need to get that. The second thing is that not only have they been made in the image of God, but his imprint is on their hearts and their souls. That means there's a little bit of him in each person. Even though sometimes you might have to, and you talked about digging, you might have to dig a whole lot of holes to find it, but it's there, all right? The creator of all mankind, Yahweh, has breathed into them the breath of life and given them gifts, his gifts. Whether they're in church or not, God loves them. And he wants us to love them. And that's part of what it means to be human. 
accepting that we have God's imprint. We're made in his image. He's breathed into us. Okay, you might, all, might not all be able to get up here and sing like Ross and, and um, Finney, right? Or play the drums or guitar. It doesn't matter. But there's lots of things that you can give of yourself like Rob said yeah. before. You might not have the money, but you can give in other ways. Yeah. Not just in church. I mean in life. Yeah. Right? Because those people out there, they may never come into church, but you know what? You might be able to give to them something. Yeah, come on. A smile, a word. Yeah. You can give, right? Yeah. And then, God has given us personality, or humanity first. That's what we've got to accept. Personality. You know what? I've got four beautiful kids, and they're all different. They all come from the same parents, right? And I can see little bits of each of us in them, you know? Sometimes I wish I couldn't, but, you know... Especially when it's bits of me. But they're all different. I come from a family of seven and we all come from the same parents, right? And there's little bits of them in each of us and others a lot more. <laughs> Especially the ones that drink a lot, you know? God's given us rationality. The ability to use our intellect to think about things. And we need to use that. You know, we hear a lot about faith in church and there's nothing wrong with it because the basis of being a child of God is faith. But you know what? You don't want to leave your brains at the door either. You don't want to leave your brains at the door. You've got to think about your faith. Think about what it means to love people and what it means to love yourself. We'll come to that a little bit later. Emotionality. Oh, yeah, some people get really up, you know, woo, that's fine. But I'm not just talking about that kind of emotion. I'm talking about the kind of emotion that helps us love people yeah. and hate people and despise people and reject people. We need to be aware of that. That's part of who we are, right? God has given us spirituality. That part of us that touches our soul, that enables us to connect with a living Heavenly Father, Yahweh, who breathes into us that life, who wants to give every human being the opportunity of being part of his family. Yeah. Right? right? He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. That's what he says, yeah. right? Because he loves them all. God has provided us an opportunity to understand our humanity. So what I've done, I've actually developed a little bit of a, an acronym here, right? Next one, thanks. And we're going to go through this, right? Not as a formula, but as a process of life being human. The first thing that God wants us to understand is part of being human is we have a habitat. We live somewhere. Right? Where you live is meant to be a safe place. Coming to church should be a safe place where you can be yourself. You know, home is that place where you go home and you sit on your lounge chair and you go, oh, so thankful I can be myself at home. Because when I'm in that room, I've got to be a counsellor. Right? Church should be like that. You shouldn't have to come to church and, what have I got to, what have I got to be? Right? No, just be yourself. That's what God wants. 
Romans 15.7 Accept one another as I in Christ have accepted you. Well, hang on. I'm sorry. No, before I accept you, you've got to do some changing, bud. You know, you can't wear those leather pants in church. Sorry, that's not acceptable. No, and those floral shirts. I mean, heaven's above. You know. You know, and the amount of coffee some people drink in a day. I mean, come on. No, God does not entertain that. Because you know, all that God's interested in is you're in his house. All that God's interested in is you accept his love. He's not interested in the doing. He's just interested in your being. Human being. All right? And if you can't accept that, then you haven't even got the first base. All right? Second thing. No, sorry. On that. The verse I've got up there, I think, without looking at it. Psalm 24, verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it all belong to him. And everyone in it. Whoa. Hang on, just let me check that. The world and all its people belong. Yeah, it does. That's what it says. They belong to him. Get that? They belong to him. They're not on the outside of him and somehow we've got to get them in. They belong to him already. We've got to let them know that. How are we going to do that? By judging them? You can't tell what's behind every face. You know, someone once said to me when I was lecturing at Bible college, someone said to me, it's all right for you. You know, you've never been abused. I didn't tell them I was. In fact, like I said before, that's the first time I've ever said in public that I have been. You know why? Because I was too ashamed. (laughs) Too ashamed to say it. I've been at seminars where my wife has talked about her abuse and she's got me up there to stand alongside and I've been proud to do that but I've been too ashamed to say it myself. That's a bloke thing. We've got to get over it. I'm over it. I'm not going to tell it to everyone. I trust you guys. Okay. The second thing, understanding. God has given us the ability to understand and intellect, rationality. And he wants us to understand what it means to be one of his children. Philippians 2, 12 through 16 says this. Paul talking to the Philippians. He's been there for a while. He's gone away and he says, look, I'm away, but now much more in my absence. What I want you to do is continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Woo. No, not that. What he means is you've got salvation. Now I want you to work it out because it's hard. It's a tough gig. It's not easy. Right? I want you to work it out because when you do, you need to realise it's God working in you as you work it out. To will and to act according to his good pleasure. You know what his good pleasure is? That we become more Christ-like. Right? That's what God wants for us. And it says, do everything, listen for it, without grumbling or groaning or arguing. Damn! Spoilt my day. Uh, 
All the argument this morning was about, no, I don't want salt on my eggs. Well, I've got it. I'll put it on before I ask. Oh, what did you do that for? That's stupid. You know for 43... No, I didn't say that. No. But, you know, well, that's what it could have been. But it wasn't. Something as simple. And how many of you have had those stupid, senseless arguments? Right? We've got to think. Take responsibility for our words. Take responsibility for our actions. Take responsibility for our attitudes towards people, including our partners, our kids, our fellow believers, for the lady on the roadworks. Right? Do everything without grumbling and groaning and arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God. Not perfect. He didn't say perfect. He says blameless and pure. You see, people look at the outside appearance. God looks at this here. Yeah. Sorry, you can't see. Hang on. No, the heart. <laughs> right? God looks at the heart. Yeah. You can't see that, but God does. All right? And then, when you do that, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation, you'll be able to shine out. Isn't there a verse something about that, about shining out, like, you know, let the world see your good works so you glorify your Father in heaven? Oh, yeah, that's right, Matthew 5, 16, yeah. And then you'll shine out like stars in the sky and you'll be able to hold out the word of life. You know what, it, you know what that's about? Because if you don't work it out and you start holding out God's word, they're going to go, yeah, no, thanks, we've seen it in you. <laughs> no. That's called hypocrisy. And the biggest criticism of the Christian church since the day it began is the fact that we don't practice what we preach. It's not how much we know, it's how much of what we know we put into practice. How much do we need to put into practice? How much faith do we need to move a mountain? Um, a mustard seed, that's not much. But you know what? That's how we get integrity in life. We integrate, because it comes from the same word, by the way, we integrate the little things we know into our life and we practice it. And we get better at it. And then we have integrity. And then people can't go, oh, no, they practice what they preach. We should listen to them. You know? So understanding... And then we have material needs, physical bodies, good dietary habits, drinking plenty of water. Right? Yeah, good on Andrew. Yep. In fact, I'll have a swig now. See, mine was longer than his. <laughs> One up and sit. Yeah. You know, cutting down all the sugary drinks and things, the things we have that don't love our bodies back. We need to be careful of that. You know, this body, this is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Oh. Well, we should look after it. It's important. All right? We also need to make sure we have healthy sexual expression. That's important. Those of us in relationships where that's applicable. We need also to have good, fair work conditions. So we need to learn to speak up about those things too. Nothing wrong with that. Adequate employment opportunities, the basic material needs that every human being, including all those people out there, need. Humans. 
All around us need these things. And I believe, this is my belief, okay? I believe that Jesus has set up the church to enable us to minister to some of those practical needs in people. Simple but practical. You might say, well, how can we do that? Well, listen to this. Matthew 25, 35 to 40 says, For I was hungry and you gave me to drink, eat. I was thirsty and you gave me to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you visited me. And then the righteous people said, But Lord, when were you like that? We never saw that. And Jesus turned to them and said, You did it to the least of these? Even those despised people? Those that people walk past in the street and go, when you did to the least of these, you did it to me. Right? Got the message? See, this is practical love in action. And it's about humanity. And if we do not accept the humanness that we live within ourselves, we deny our need for Jesus, which means we deny their need. Affection, emotions. We need to be making sure that we're developing healthy pathways in our minds, in our relationships, in our expressions. Coping with healing areas of emotion that have been damaged because of bad relationships or because of abuses of all kinds, including some of the ones I mentioned before. Right? We need to understand that those abuses bring on in everybody's body and their mind and their emotions, different coping mechanisms. Some people cope with trauma amazingly well on the outside. But when they go back home, they fall apart. And that's normal. That's not wrong. That's normal. Right? I see people who one day, they can be a paramedic and do amazing things, and then they go home, and they can't even organise a meal. On their days off, they sleep 12 hours a day. And that's got nothing to do with them being a paramedic. That's to do with their own trauma. Right? You know what it says in James chapter 1, verse 27? Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God that means a lot to the Father is caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Then it goes back in the Old Testament. You know what it says in Psalm 82.3? It says, Defend the weak and the fatherless and uphold the cause of the poor and oppressed. Well, plenty of those around us. That's because they're um, humans. Yeah, those ones. Yeah, right? And then finally, we come to the non-material, the spiritual part of us. That aspect of our human selves that is our soul that God wants to engage in, to strengthen us, to equip us, recognising our this is so vital to our ability to relate to one another and cope with one another. Yeah. Right? 2 Timothy says, physical training is good, but spiritual training is a whole lot better. He's not saying not to physical train. He's saying it's a whole lot better. Yeah, I know some people went, oh, damn, I've got to do that too. Yep. 
right? And I come back to, and I've said this verse before on numerous occasions, Mark 12, 29 to 31. The most important commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and to love your neighbour as you love yourself. And in Luke and Matthew it says, and if you do this, you will be filling all the law and the prophets. Because you see, back then that's all they had. Didn't have the New Testament. So when Jesus said that, he was saying, if you do this, don't worry about all the other stuff, just do that. Whew, makes it simple. You know? And when, when God was saying that to the people of Israel, this is what he was trying to get across to them. Can you guys understand? I love you with everything. Ever since I've thought about being in relationship with you, I've just thought about it. I've just felt about it. I've just done about it. Everything I've ever done is for you. Now, I want you to love me that way. With your heart, with your soul, with your mind, with your bodies. I want you to love me in everything you do. Work or deed. And then I want you to go and love your neighbour like that, heart, soul, mind and strength. And then I want you to love yourself, heart, soul, mind and strength. Now go with love like I do. That's what he's saying. And if we want to be resilient, you know what we've got to do? We've got to learn to love. And here. Because if you can't love yourself, guess who you expect to love you? Yeah, that person there. And when they're not doing a good enough job, guess what you're going to feel and think? Yeah, because you're some Christian you are. Oh, oh, some human. Can't say that now. I'm in the same boat. That's why God says learn to do it. Learn to be like that. Because when you're like that, you start at the base and you can work up. Love is everything. Love is everything. You know, I had someone say to me a little while ago, I was speaking at a church, and they said to me, oh, I'm sick of you guys talking about love. What about the wrath of God? What about the justice of God? What about the condemnation of God? <laughs> I said, is your God Asheroth? <laughs> what? No. Well, who's your God? The same as your God. I don't think so. But I'm a Christian. I said, yeah, I know. I hear that. I don't feel it. Now, I had a sit down and talk with him and I gave him a book to read and he rang me up after a week and he said, mate, this is turning my world upside down. I said, oh, I'm pleased to hear that. And he said, What? I said, I'm pleased to hear that. He said, what am I going to do now? I said, just love. Yeah. Right. He said, but i got this brain that's so good at judging people. <laughs> and his wife in the background going, oh yeah, and don't I know it. No. But seriously though, it's really important for us to get this stuff. I haven't given you a formula. You know all this. 
I'm just giving you a context for it, folks. Love is everything. Okay, let me close in prayer. And then we'll get the other team up here, whatever they're going to do. Lord God, the creator of the whole universe, creator of all things, we come into your presence this morning and, you know, we can feel a little bit small, but we are amazed that no matter how small we feel and are, you chase after us. You don't ever give up. You promise to never leave us or forsake us. Your love reaches for us all the same, all the time. We don't know how to respond to that. But just be in awe. Nothing can separate us from your love. On earth, below, above, pestilence, disasters, wars, relationship, finances, hardships, even our wrong choices don't separate us from you, God. And we're so grateful for that because, boy, do we make some bad choices. Your love has conquered all. Help us this day grasp what it means to see that love, to feel that love, to allow you to love us and then to love ourselves and others that way. With all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength, and then to love others just like you love us. We ask this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Thank you. Well, I'm just at a quandary at the moment. I was debating whether we should have a time of prayer at the altar. But um, I'm thinking different. You know, uh, Mike, thank you for sharing really openly um, about your journey. You use, you use the phrase perfectly humans. Sometimes people, they don't realise, many Christians don't realise that as humans we have frailties and then we have things that we, we, we work through, you know. Jesus died on the cross, so you're right now. You've got all the strength, you've got everything that you need. Well, job done. Yeah, that's, but it's a journey, isn't it? It's a journey. So thank you for actually bringing that reality because for some of us, it, 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 for me, you said it before when you were sharing about your shame. You were saying that it was a shame thing. You couldn't share it. And then you made the comment, the passing comment, it's a man thing. But it is so true. For the men that are here, it is so true. You know, I find that when I speak to Mel and when she tells me about the discussions that women have had, sometimes it just comes possibly more easily or maybe you're more trusting but as men that shame thing really can stop us being all that we can be and God has a plan and a purpose for us and I would hate to think that we live our life holding on to some of the hurts and pains and struggles that we've had because of the fear of shame without being able to share it work through it and actually be all that God has destined us to be yeah because he works all things, even the crummy things, together for good. That's why we love Mike. That's why we get him to share. And what you shared today was, was phenomenal. Yes? Now, there's a reason I'm not going to do an altar call. It's really simple. Because some of you will come and we're going to ask Mike to pray and you're going to want a counselling session there and then. Now, I know, because that's what I would do. Right? So that's not how it's going to work. 
We're going to fellowship together. We're going to say good day. We're going to high five. If you'd like to speak to Mike quickly, if you'd like some details, please do that. But if anything and everything, one of the things that Mike said was we, we need to think about our faith. We need to think about our faith. Think about where we're at in the Lord, where our faith's at. How deep do we want to go? And then actually stop and ask God the question, is there anything in my life? that is stopping me go to that next stage, that next level, that next depth. And often, that's where you find conversations kick into play where we can actually go to that next place. Amen? For those of us that have been there, done that. As, as um, Mike was sharing, and even Mel, I'll just, because I may as well just be the person that people can have a, a good laugh with, not at. But Mel was sharing how she goes to Mike and then finally I, I went to Mike and, and then Mike shared how Mel went and then I went and she didn't go. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is just me adding commentary. It's not criticism. I've got a Catholic background. I'm thinking, I'm feeling really Catholic now. I haven't been to confession for a long time. You know? So with that guilt, I leave you with that. Yeah, some of you may be feeling the same. But have a wonderful Sunday in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mike, put our hands together for Mike, please.